This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk uh, some Utah Jazz basketball coming up here momentarily with Ryan Miller, who covers the team for KSL.com. We'll get his thoughts on what he learned about this series after watching game number one uh, coming up here momentarily. Oh, corrections and retractions. Quick scheduling snafu. He's going to join us at four. Totally my fault. I told him four. I told you three. So Okay. So four it is. So what would you like to do? What does SNAFU stand for? Is that an acronym? Yeah. Does it have a bad word in it? I know FUBAR does. <laughs> Situation normal all. Oh, okay. There you go. We can use acronyms, right? We're not going to get uh, fined by the FCC? I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, hey, here we go. On the fly, should we switch to what's going on, Austin? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey! Show takes a right turn. That's that's right. Because Gordon and I are pros. No problem. You can throw anything at us. We got it. You're like Rudy Gobert. That's exactly whatever right. we throw at you. We'll we'll adjust and we'll move on just See, fine. But like Rudy, I sort of knew this was going to happen. <laughs> oh, did so you? I'm prepared. I see, <laughs> but didn't tell us that there was a, a communication error in the in the schedule, huh? Rudy said he knew. You still don't believe him? You're going to drag Rudy like that? No, I'm, I'm just saying that's what he said. Are, 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 just because I quote him doesn't mean I'm I'm saying that it's a fib. I'm going to do to you what you always do to me. You calling Rudy a liar, Gordon? <laughs> no, not at all. Because it sounds like it. Not, that's not what I meant at all. What I meant was that that's what he said, which is what I said. In a mocking he tone. Said, oh, In mocking a mocking tone. tone. Get out of here. <laughs> Making a joke about how you saw it coming with the scheduling snafu. However, that is true. In this day and age, nobody knows what the truth is anymore, right? Uh, what kind of what kind of truth are you talking about? Like, is know. water wet truth, or truth, is... The truth is just hard to get a hold of these days, huh? Is it? Sure seems like it. All right. Uh, should we get to what's going on then? Well, We're adjusting on the fly. Uh, let's start off with DJ and PK. Uh, they give their thoughts on Donovan Mitchell's performance in game number one. Justin, as he heard you talking about Donovan Mitchell and his UBA, his clutchiness, and he says, he tweets at us, Donovan Mitchell to MVP voters, and he's got the scene from uh, Pretty Woman when Julia Roberts uh, is in the clothing store. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Letting him have it. Letting him have it. Pretty woman walking down the street. Donovan Mitchell. He's got the beat. Oh, he looks lovely as can be. Are you going to join me? The last part kind of creeps me out. <laughs> Mercy. <laughs> nice. Thank you. 
P.K. Orbison joining us here today. <laughs> That's who Donovan Mitchell is, man. Yeah, man. He is a pretty man when it's, he's on that basketball court. It's so cool to see. See what you started, Justin. See what you did with one gift. By the way, I really do appreciate the gift. It's hard to describe them on the radio. The truth. No one can do as good as Jonathan. <laughs> Mercy. Man, I hope Donovan's asleep, and I hope Joe's asleep right now. <laughs> oh, there. I, I have not heard from Joe this morning, so I'm assuming he's still. Joe's throwing down to Java right now, man. And tomorrow will be throwing down three pointers that will go right through the cup. He's as lovely as can be, Donovan Mitchell. Eric says Bullion's defensive focus on defense. In the second half was all I needed. <laughs> Best game I've seen him play on that side of the ball. Let me this is defensive focus on defense. I just read him, big guy. Okay. I knew. I knew when I read it. I'm like, and here comes PK editing this in three, two, and one. Bayon's defensive focus on defense. That's good. I mean, that's the best place to have it. That's a good point, right? Yeah. Eric's a little fired up. Let's not edit Eric too heavily right now. Other side of the floor, I mean, you got to make the switch. You got to have you got to have offensive focus on offense. I agree with that. At halftime, you got to have halftime focus. This guy, at SLC Bass, I need three more just like it. Okay, maybe not just like it, Man. but three more with the same result. That's tough on the heart. Yeah, they will. Now they got to play 500 ball the rest of the series, and they get it. It's gonna, not going to be easy, though. And the Clippers have no reason to be phased about it. Not like they were lighting it up either. Well, they can look at a lot of things that happen and think, well, that's not going to happen three more times. I mean, is Donovan Mitchell going to average 45 points in this series? No, but is Luke Kennard going to score 18? Yeah, so, I mean, that's you can true. go back and forth on and, that all And you day. can. Kawhi had the Superman cape on for the entire Dallas Mavericks series. And you I don't get... spit into the wind. <laughs> don't tug on Superman's cape. <laughs> and I get the Jazz are a better defensive team than Dallas. He was lighting up a a mediocre regular season defense, and a poor playoff defense. But 23 points, 7 assists, or 7 rebounds, he's, he's going to have bigger numbers than that. He is, but Kennard is probably going to go for 18. Obviously, Zubac gave him a huge lift off the bench, man. He did. He did. He played 20 strong minutes. Yeah, you got to really credit his play was outstanding. Uh, playoff poop, is he going to go for 4 of 17? I don't know. No, no idea. He's playoff poop. He got uh, he got dangerous in the last three minutes of the game after uh, not making shots the entire game. Doesn't surprise me. He's a he's a high caliber player. Yeah, shooting's going to come and go. They scored nine points in the last three minutes, and he had seven of them, and he assisted on the other bucket. So now leading up to that, you know, you get off to a two for fourteen start, you've dug yourself a little bit yeah, of a hole. I thought he was playing for the Jazz there in the first half. Hey-oh. <laughs> and so you're worried that if we chant stuff, he's going to accidental get going? Accidentally, but I was typing <laughs> in a hurry. <laughs> what were you in a hurry for? Relax. Had to get back to the game. Don't like looking at the keyboard. Got to look at the keys. Failed typing. So, he's not going to accidental get going. He might. No, he won't. I hate me. You need that drop. See how well no, that drop will work? See, oh, that drop would be great. I think if he gets going, 
Yeah. It's not going to be because of accidental. Really? I think he's going to get, if, if he gets going, it's going to be because he's good. I agree with that last part. Sure. Me too. Hey, uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that real quick? Because I've got a, I've got a, uh, we've got a, a comment from Ty Lu, which is kind of interesting. Do you have any thoughts on what they had to say? No. Go ahead and go ahead. Go ahead and move yeah, on. Let me hear from Tyler. Okay. No, it's always interesting. No, this DJ and PK. The the Tyler thing. Why would anybody possibly care about this? No, no. The Tyler thing plays into a previous conversation, and it just happened uh, right here in this building, actually. So I wanted to get to this comment because we were talking uh, about adjusting and how Tyler. You know how familiar are you with Rudy Gobert's game? If you think the Jazz would have taken him off the floor last night, no. well, get this quote from Tyler. Quote: Rudy Gobert is the best rim protector in the league, and. The best pick and roll defender in the league, so we have to be smart. We have to adjust our game to play against Utah. Mm. That's right on what we were talking about. That's exactly on point of what we were talking about, and I love it. That Ty did, did he not know that before last well, night? I don't know, but I love it that Ty acknowledged that not you know everybody goes, oh, Rudy's the best rim protector in the league. You hear very few people say that Rudy's the best pick and roll defender in the league, which is a fact. And he has gotten so good at defending that play, it's it's kind of nice in a weird way to hear a, a coach acknowledge that Rudy's that good at defending the pick and roll. But how about that? He's he's right. He's got to adjust. How his team attacks Utah so because question, of Rudy. The question then becomes, what are they going to do? Uh, great, I bet they play Zubats more. Hmm. That's but, something that a lot of people weren't predicting before last night. Well, I think part of the thing is is that when you can get away with playing five small, small like that against uh, a Dallas because Porzingos is is really soft, and Boban, as much as I love Boban, <laughs> isn't quite good enough to really make you pay. And like I said, I, I thought Rudy made him pay for playing that lineup on the defensive side of the floor when he was guarding them. What do you think about the offensive end with what Rudy did? I thought Rudy played well. I thought he, the, I thought the Jazz made it a point to throw him some passes, as if to say to the Clippers, "We're going to do this." You know, if you're, we're going to let Rudy go to work. And sometimes it worked, and sometimes it didn't. The one where he traveled, I thought that was a really great move. He just got away. You know, where he was under the basket, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And he got mm-hmm. that traveling call. Yep. I love that move. He just he didn't pull it off. You know what I mean? But I so I, I'm not gonna say Rudy had a great offensive game, but it was good enough and the Jazz threw him the ball enough to tell the Clippers like Pay attention. Pay we're gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Which okay. I thought was which I thought was important. Do you disagree? No. No. I, I agree with you completely. So we'll see we'll see how they adjust, but that's interesting. Ty Lue saying, "Yeah, we got to change. We got to yeah. change what we're doing because Rudy's awesome." And attacking him, I mean, they they Kawhi and Paul George took it to Rudy in the first quarter, and Rudy was saying, "No, nah, that's not going to be real easy for you." <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, I think there's going to be all kinds of adjustments going on in this series, um, and what they are exactly, I don't know, but uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Because adjustments are adjustments, but sometimes it depends on how individual players play. You know, I mean, it, it, you can render an adjustment ineffective by playing better individually. Now, I know that's a simplification, but I think it's true. Well, what did the Jazz do counter the, the Clippers' adjustments? That's the fascinating part to me about seven-game series. Yeah. And I think it's about players as much as coaches, but the, the chess match. You know, we're going to do this, you're going to do this. I mean, the, the Clippers already 
um, went to the backup plan of running multiple players at Donovan Mitchell and it didn't work. So what do you do? When you double the guy and it still doesn't work, what do you do? What do you do? <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, what do you do? Do you go to single coverage because you know he's going to be then that way you can uh, sort of make sure other people are covered? Well, that's where maybe Zubots comes in and you put more of a rim defending presence mm. at the rim. Yeah. So you don't have to double him at the point of attack. You can play him straight up, and then if, if Donovan beats his guy, he's going to have to make a decision at the rim, and you at least make it a little harder. But I don't know. I mean, running, guarding him with Reggie Jackson and then running Kawhi Leonard at him didn't work. So, so much for that all that small ball talk. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I don't think that they – it won't go away. The Clippers will play it throughout the series. But I don't think they're going to play it as much as they did last night going forward because it wasn't effective. Yeah, it's uh, – you know, I, I agree with everything you just said, Jake. And I think this is indeed what you said, fascinating stuff in a seven-game series or best-of-seven series, you know, the two and fro. Well, you know? here's here's where Quinn Snyder was totally right when he was talking yesterday. Remember when he got a little irritated when he was when the Houston from two years ago was brought up, and he's like, "It's a different team." Yes, he did. He said that repeatedly. But here's the thing: the, this is how it's different. The Jazz had to adjust to Houston in that series. Yeah, the Jazz had to adjust to Houston. The Clippers have to adjust to the Jazz. That's a big deal in my mind. The Jazz couldn't figure it out back then. Now with you know, the personnel you, that they have, yes. they figured it out, and the Clippers Quinn have to adjust. Right. The Jazz yes. are better now. Yes. They're better equipped, even without Mike Conley. Even you without. bring Mike Conley back into this, and uh, the Clippers are going to have more problems. Well, and part of that's Donovan's maturity. Why, uh, two years ago, Houston had the—who was the defensive player that, that really gave Donovan fits? Oh, oh, was, both uh, Trevor Ariza, right? It was Trevor Ariza in the first series, and then the second series the next year was somebody different, and they both gave Donovan trouble. Yeah. Oh, why am I? Well, I mean, they were building walls around Donovan. Yeah, yeah. And, and he didn't have a whole lot of answers. He had answers last night. So part of this, too, is that Donovan's a better player. Yes. And that's what Quinn said. Yeah. He was right on. And you, you know what? It's so funny because he, he just – he knows it, obviously. He's the coach, and you wonder why he gets a little short sometimes with those types of questions because in his mind it's like, hey, duh, have you seen us? We're way better now than we were two years ago. And some people just need the, the proof to be in the pudding, I suppose, and I, I think last night's game one was well, certainly you, some of that. What you just described is what this year's Jazz mission was all about, proving themselves. People need to see it before they're going to completely believe it. Jake, and since nobody seems to put any credibility in the regular season, they need to see it in this kind of setting. Which, um, you know, this this is the toughest opponent left in the Western Conference, in my opinion. I so, think Phoenix is pretty good. Yeah, well, we'll see. But if they can get by the Clippers, I think their their chances of going to the NBA Finals are really, really good. Well. It gets back to what I said before, and, and what about the fans? They know this Jazz team has the potential to do that. Whether they actually do or not is uh, is avoiding the slip betwixt the cup and the lip. Right, and the Clippers will win multiple games in this series, and will feel the normal to and fro of the emotions of a playoff series. But I, as of right now, feels to me like the Clippers are on their heels a little bit. But Kawhi can play much better. 
He can, oh, and, and for that, sure. That proof is uh, has been he, evident. Yeah, he's time done and it time again, over and over again. But uh, he, he's Paul George, have... I'm not exactly sure about. I'm not. Uh, he has the capability to have a big game here and there, but whether he can do it consistently, I'm not sure. Of. But Kawhi did whatever he wanted to in Dallas in the Dallas series, in wins and losses. He did what he shot sixty percent in a series. That's something that only bigs do. And averaged over 30 points. In that one game, didn't he shoot like 72% yeah, I mean, or <laughs> He did whatever he wanted to against the And Mavericks. he looked good doing it. And he I did. Mean, he didn't do whatever he wanted to last night. Yeah. He's going to have to figure some stuff out. And, hey, it's Kawhi Leonard, so he's going to do it. You can just count on it. But it's not like the Dallas series where there was just no resistance and he just did whatever. Yeah. Not even close. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to figure some stuff out. Yep. This is going to be sorry, a great series. I'm, if, I'm honestly really looking forward to it. If Mike Conley comes back in this, if he's able to play, I don't know how comfortable I'd feel if I were to clips. Well, they're the ones who've got to adjust. How about that? Just a different feel in You this said series. it right. They're already on their heels. Right. All right, we want to remind you about our friends at Davis Vision. Their summer LASIK sale is going on now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses. Save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out. DavisVisionMD.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. Uh, We'll get to more jazz conversation coming up right around the corner. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. All right, the Jazz up one game to none on the L.A. Clippers in their second round best of seven series. They win last night 112-109. Donovan Mitchell was terrific with 45 points. Rudy Gobert talked about how they're ready to defend whatever the Clippers throw at them. I mean, teams have been trying to do this to me, to us, for years now. I'm comfortable guarding any lineup, you know, whether I get close out to three-point shooters and, and then make a play or, you know, still protect the paint at the same time. I, I've been doing it. And, uh, yes, it's different than just, you know, guarding a traditional big like Van Chunas or Zubak, but I've been doing both. You might see a clip of me dancing on the perimeter once in a while, but the truth and the numbers back it up. I'm comfortable guarding, you know, any lineup. You know, it's their game plan. You know, they, they're going to try to make me uncomfortable, and I, I respect that, but, uh, you know, I'm going to be out there on the court. He certainly was comfortable on the perimeter when he blocked Marcus Morris' shot to seal the win for the Jazz. Game two coming your way tomorrow night from Vivint Arena. Tip-off will be at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the Plaza will begin at 7. This update brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wait a minute, something going wrong. Someone 
answers on the phone Three o'clock in the morning yeah. Talking about How she can make it right yeah. Happiness is when it's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Should we hear from Derek Favors, Gordon? Yes, we shall. I thought Derek last night, real quick, before we jump into his uh, media availability today, I thought he was awesome. Um, in the first quarter, he was in the lineup for most of that lineup that was missing shots. But I'll tell you what, in the third quarter, he came up with some monster plays, a couple of big-time blocks. He just... I don't know. Derek has consistently had a little extra bounce in the playoffs, and he, that's certainly true this year. I think. yeah, he's done. He did it against Memphis as well when the Jazz needed some fire in the belly. Because this is not fair to Derek. But the second that the other team or that the Jazz take Rudy off the floor, the other team goes right at the rim. I mean, you can see it, and it's not necessarily like disrespectful to Derek because he's a fine interior player. He's just not Rudy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he he almost gets the onslaught. Just because his name's not Rudy Gobert, but, but he has shown toughness, and uh, it's uh, it's been uh, a positive for the Jazz uh, when they needed that uh, in the Memphis series. I mean, th- they were dragging a little bit. Yeah, he he was a pick me up, and he was good last night. Yes, he was for sure. All right, let's hear from the man himself. Here's Derek Favors and his media availability today. Um, yeah, so you have been super dynamic um, in the playoffs. Uh, and especially those game ones. Um, I was just wondering, you know, have you has you have you been doing something differently that's really given you an extra kind of bounce in your step, or um, are you just kind of channeling the Clippers game where you got your twenty twenty, and that's what really happened last night? Talk to me a little bit about trying to make the most of the minutes that you have. Um, I mean, for me, it's the playoffs, and um. Normally, when the playoffs come around, you try to elevate your game to another level. And for me, you know, that's just what I'm trying to do now. Um, you know, just coming off the bench when Rudy comes out the game, coming off the bench and just providing that energy, providing that spark off the bench, trying to, um, you know, just hold down the paint, hold down the defense while I'm in the game and just try to have a positive impact. And, um, I mean, it could have been against anybody. We could be playing against anybody. I'm still going to play the same way. I'm still going to come out and play with a lot of energy and, you know, just try to help the team get a win. Uh, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune, next. Hey, Fave. So, obviously, you've been around for a minute. You've seen a lot of stuff. Is it still unique at this point to see what Don is capable of in in taking over playoff games scoring-wise the way he did last night? You know, is that something that's special even for a guy like you who's, who's seen pretty much everything at this point? Yeah, no, it definitely is. Um, just the way he comes out and, you know, how he's aggressive, how he's um, – I mean, including last game, you know, yeah, he was struggling in the first half, wasn't hitting a lot of shots that he normally make, but he was still locked in at halftime and came out in the second half and just, you know, took his game to another level, you know, and ended up with like 40, 45. And, um, you know, that's just the type of player that he is. He's always locked in. He always been aggressive and – even when he have games where, you know, he's not having that big scoring output, you know, he's always finding people. He's always trying to make plays for guys. He's still improving defensively. He's vocal in the locker room, in the huddles. You know, he's just a, a special talent. And, you know, every every game, you know, he always does something special. And, 
no, that's just the type of player that he is. All right, and we have Andy Larson in Salt Lake Tribune up next. Hey, Dave, uh, wanted to ask, with Ryan Smith owning the team now, I'm, I'm curious if you feel any difference in terms of how he's running the organization or what you've seen from him that maybe is different than what the Millers did. And I'm not asking you to hate on the Millers at all. Just kind of, you know, what does Ryan bring that, that might be different? Um, I think he's doing a good job. I mean, obviously the Millers did a, did a tremendous job of, you know, running this organization and, you know, doing the right things. And I think, you know, with Ryan, he kind of bring in, you know, something fresh, something new. Um, I'm pretty sure he got a lot of ideas and a lot of things that he wants to do. But uh, for him, I think he just bringing in just a, a, a younger, newer, fresher, you know, type feel to, to the organization and to the team and, you know, to the community. And, um, you know, I know and I think he got a, a lot of good ideas and things that he's going to do later on. Do you, do you know any of those ideas or kind of, I mean, what are some of those things that you guys are excited about? Um, I mean, he haven't said much, you know, when we talked to him, he just said, you know, I got a lot of things that I want to do and kind of change and some new ideas that I want to bring to the organization. So he has, he didn't go into it into detail, but um, I mean, we as a team organization knows that he's going to bring some new things in. I mean, you got to, you got to ask him. I don't, I don't know the details though. Right next, Lawrence Murray, The Athletic. Fave, I remember four years ago with a completely different Clippers roster and coach, you were starting next to Rudy, or, or you were starting with Rudy uh, for a playoff series against the Clippers. Obviously, it's a completely different team, but uh, with the way the Clippers sometimes downsize, and obviously, when you're out there, you're not with Rudy on the floor anymore. Do you feel like that background helps you in any type of way uh, from having to play the four in your past to being able to defend uh, this team, whether they stay big or stay small. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, when I was playing the four, I got, I was used to, well, I'm still, I'm still used to guarding out on the perimeter, um, closeouts, guarding guys that shoot threes or can put on the floor, um, being aggressive with the pick and roll. Um, no, I'm still used to that kind of stuff. And obviously now I'm a five man. So I have to, you know, adjust a little bit and be more in the paint and protect the rim more, but that's something that I'm capable of doing too. And, um, you know, when they go small and have, you know, five smalls out there, it's a challenge, but like I said, I'm used to guarding on the perimeter and closing out the three point shooters and containing ball handlers on pick and roll in an ISO situation. So I'm pretty much used to it. Um, and I think those years playing the four alongside Rudy at the five kind of prepared me for, you know, these types of situations. Uh, Follow-up from Eric Walden. Dave, did, you know, Q's made it a point to tell us a lot over the last few days that, you know, nothing that you guys are seeing against the Clippers or, or we'll see is going to surprise you guys. You know, nothing they're going to do is going to be different or something that you haven't seen before. But um, when they do go to those small ball lineups, just because there's been so much made about how they deploy people like that, is there anything like kind of unique about how they approach it? Anything different about how you guys have to defend it? Anything like that? Um, no, I think with them, I think did they lead the league in three point percentage or shots made something like that? I think they got um when they go small, they got five guys out there that can shoot the three ball really well. I think that's a little different than most teams because you know most teams probably have one or maybe two guys that that's not an excellent three point shooter, but. You know they could put five guys out there that are, and I think that's a that's a challenge, and that's a um, 
I think that what makes them kind of unique in a way. But I think um, throughout the years, throughout this season, previous years, um, you know, we've seen teams do a lot of stuff to us to try to um, adjust to our defense. And um, I think we just prepare for whatever adjustment that any team makes because we, we've pretty much seen it all. Uh, Jeff Rainier, Fox 13. Yeah, hey, Derek. You mentioned about the playoffs elevating your game. How much did that play a role in you coming back to the Jazz, knowing what they had and the potential for a playoff run? I mean, it definitely, um, it definitely was something that I, that I was thinking about because um, I knew Utah was going to be a playoff team, and I knew they had a, a shot at you know a championship, and it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And when the opportunity came, you know, I just I took it. And um, like I said, I think we got a really good team, and. I think we have a really good shot at, at, at trying to get a championship. We just got to continue to plan the way that we plan and um, to continue to improve, continue to get better. Um, and just go out there, just just play our game and win the games. And uh, I think we got a good shot at doing it. And, you know, that played a, a big part of my decision to want to come back. Cassidy Hubbard, ESPN. Hey, Derek. Um, Coach was asked earlier just about – you know, how reliable you are. And he mentioned a conversation um, when Doug Collins spoke to the team about, you know, knowing your role um, and really just talked about you in the context of just uh, being so dependable and being a professional. Do you remember that conversation um, and, and Doug Collins speaking to you guys? I think, I don't know when it took place. He said maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah, I, I remember that was a couple of years ago. And, uh, he said, you know, be a star in your role. And I kind of took that to heart because it, it made perfect sense for me with the way the the NBA was changing and my role was obviously changing on the team. So, you know, you have you guys that are, you know, superstars on the team, the all-stars, but, you know, when you get down to the role players, you know, they play just an important role as the, 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 the top main guys. And, you know, you can't win games or be in position to win championships if, you know, you don't have those guys being a star in their role, just doing what they do at a high level. And for me, you know, that's just what I take when I come into the game. I think about that. You know, I don't think about going out there trying to score 20 or, you know, get 20 rebounds or anything like that. You know, whatever my role is for that, for that game, whether it's defending, rebounding, you know, scoring or, you know, getting hard hits on the screens or offense rebounding. If I'm playing 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I'm going to go out there and just try to be a, a star in that role and just try to do what I do at a, at a high level. And I think that's what um helping us this year and um just obviously bringing me success on the court. All right, we have time for one more. It's going to be from Julie Jag as a follow-up, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, I was just wondering if there's – if you see any benefit in in being able to come off the um, bench and kind of what you what you look for, kind of you know how how you can use that to your advantage. Um, yeah, there's a lot of benefits for me coming off the court. I mean, coming off the bench. Excuse me, coming off the bench. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm a guy who could. I mean, I can start on some other teams. So when you bring me off the bench, I can match up against the other team starting group or you know, match up against the bench unit and keep a, keep us at a high level defensively and offensively and also give me a chance to kind of, you know, take care of my body too because I'm not out there playing 30 to 35 minutes. I'm playing, I don't know, 12, 15, 20 minutes, depending on, you know, foul trouble or whatever, um, if Rudy's in foul trouble or not. But um, 
it gives me a chance to, you know, keep my body fresh um, and come in the game and be able to, you know, have an impact on the offensive end and on the defensive end at a high level. There's Derek Favors today, uh, his media availability. Gordon, uh, any thoughts? He's your consummate team guy. Yeah, Derek's awesome. He, he just – what he says makes sense, and it makes good sense for everybody on the team. Uh, I I can certainly see all the benefits of having Derek Favors a part of this outfit. Oh, I think he's made a big difference yeah. this year. Yeah. And maybe not in the way that some of us thought you, but in the way that some of us thought me. What? Well, I thought he'd be the best backup center in the league, and you thought he and Rudy play together all the time. I did not say. Yes, you did. I did not say all the time. I said I thought they would spend some time on the court together, which I think only happened like once. It was one game against the Bucks. <laughs> See, I was right. <laughs> all right, we've got a market update coming up for you. And Ryan Miller will join the show at 4 o'clock at 5. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. After a stirring 112-109 win over the Clippers behind Donovan Mitchell's 45 points, the Utah Jazz will go back at it with the Clippers looking to take a two-game-to-nothing lead Thursday. Tip-off, 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage starts at 7 on the zone. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, Ryan Miller is going to join the show at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Maybe we put that that scenario out there on air sometime, Austin. Maybe we do that. All right. Uh, it's time for a market update brought to you by our friends at TriDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TriDayTrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? Jake, it was not a favorable day in the markets. No, that's not good. The Dow was down more than 152 points. What is wrong with you all? I don't understand what is happening! The Nasdaq was off 13 points. Hello. Oh, that one's my favorite. That might be my favorite sound of all time. We hear the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, the S&P was off uh, just shy of eight points. You're going to pay. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that one's funny, too. Chris Hill yelling at the conference official guy, though, in the background of Larry Kraskoviak's press conference was just... And that... that, 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 that out of control, and they all know it. You know that, Bobby. 
Hello. Who? <laughs> okay. I don't recognize that voice. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's so amazing. Chris Hill was a passionate man. Or is, I should say. He's still with us. Passionate about his feelings, about columnists, and... Uh, I always found him to be honest. <laughs> and his, he's honest with his thoughts about uh, refereeing in basketball games. You know that, Bobby. Oh, he sounded totally rational there to me. <laughs> Level-headed, huh? Yeah. I mean, the kind of guy you would want running your athletics department. The O is the best part. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Hello. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Did he say O oh, or did he say hello? Ooh. <laughs> hello. Oh. Must be one of our coaches uh, yeah. or something. <laughs> I don't recognize that voice. Hmm. I don't recognize that voice. Maybe one of our coaches. Okay. So. Tommy Connor getting a little loose uh, behind the scenes. Nope. <laughs> That's your boss. Coach Slocum can really throw his voice, can't he? Yeah. Oh, man. Sometimes that stuff happens. You know, I wonder if Mark Carlin can get after him behind the scenes like good old Chris Hill could. Oh, I imagine he's... Yeah, I mean. You know that, Bobby? <laughs> Do you think most people can get angry on occasion? <laughs> with you? Yeah. Oh, with anybody. Well, Chris Hill used to like to get angry with you, though. That did happen. I've still never seen that ever uh, duplicated where a, a, an official university press release was issued condemning something someone said in a radio interview and not using your name. I mean, it was not. They didn't revoke your credential. But. No, that was the other franchise in town. Uh, but didn't, what did he call you, the columnist? I can't remember, to I tell you the truth. Did. I think he did. That wasn't even on our show. It was on DJ and PK, yeah. wasn't it? But you did call him a liar, right? Yeah, I think I did. <laughs> but in all fairness, you did uh, uh, clarify later on in the day. Uh, I think I did, yeah. I mean, it's all kind of a blur to me, but it's okay. It's all water under the bridge. I mean, sometimes people get angry about things, and as you can tell right there. Anger comes and goes, but Gordon remains the same. <laughs> Hello. Oh. You know that, Bobby! <laughs> that is, you know that, Bobby? That's so amazing. That's so amazing. And that's the the uh, officiating coordinator for the Pac-12, right? It's yeah, kind of like boss the, of the referees, boss of the refs. Yeah. yeah, Bobby something or other. Uh, Tim, the Lacombe knows him. I'm trying to think of something that would make me that angry. You know? Oh, somebody taking the, the last slice of cheese? I mean, the, I'm, the last I'm, slice of no. Swiss out of the fridge? Finding no. uh, your double-parked Porsche with a nice fresh scratch across the hood? Ooh, that's no, true. You did come in grumpy to to work on Friday for a car related reason. Really? I did. What, what happened to your car? I can't remember. Well, I wasn't going to sell you out, but okay. 
not were like, you guys at a car show Friday? We were at oh, Davis yeah. Vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not like that. No, not like that. That's like true. that. Uh, uh-uh. no. Like that. When was the last time you were that angry? Oh, I don't know. If I another this morning. Movie. I don't know if I've ever been that angry. I mean, that's that's pretty angry. Play it one more time. The whole thing? Yeah. I, I need to gauge the real depth of the anger. And that, that... out of control, and they all know it. You know that, Bobby? Hello. Okay. What was the word he dropped there that we bleeped out? Uh, there was an unbleeping believable in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, what would make Gordon that angry? That angry? I mean, that is. Oh, 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 oh. I got it. I got it. I got screaming it. at someone like that? A blown call against the Lakers. Oh, come on. A no call. LeBron goes to the hoop. That's Gordon in his living room. Not true. <laughs> I mean, I've been frustrated, and I do. I have gotten angry, but not like that. No. Uh, I way overreacted there. I'm sorry. Austin has. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Coming up next, Ryan Miller, uh, Miller covers the Jazz for KSL.com. We'll chat with him right around the corner on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.